Blog Talk Radio.
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I give God glory. I give him the honor and praise for this Friday morning. Oh, he brought us through another week. Closing our right minds, we have youth and activity of our limbs, life, health, and strength. We're grateful unto Almighty God uh, that he loves us enough that he don't forget us. Yeah. Wake us up. Life, health, and strength. Ah, yeah. Because of him. Nothing of ourselves. Hallelujah. Listen, we're going to pray. And uh, after prayer, uh, we'll come back with another song. And then we're going to hear today from Dr. E.K. Bailey. And he's breaking the word down. And the way he's breaking it down, he's using himself. Uh, He's talking about the preacher and the hoochie. In other words, the preacher and the prostitute. And so he put himself in there and he's breaking it down. At one point, they got two different skits where uh, the prostitute come in and uh, talking to him. Oh, you the preacher, and now you and these church people. Oh, it's, 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 it's just wonderful. I enjoyed listening to it. It's nine uh, clips to it. And so I haven't listened to all nine. I got to about three. And I couldn't go no further. I had to get up out of here yesterday and I go meet two of my grandchildren. So uh, this morning, I thought it would be a beautiful thing for Friday. And uh, if you have a testimony today or something you would like to share, we are going to try and get that in today as well. Yeah. And so I thank God. Brother Anthony um, called me yesterday. I was on my way back home. Uh, He grandbabies. Took Brandon and Brianna, took me out for a late lunch, you can call it, and over at Texas Roadhouse. Oh, I enjoyed myself over there, and I enjoyed them. So on the way back, Brian can call me, and uh, he gave me this book to buy, and he explained to me about blood types. So you need to know your blood type, and you get this book, and it'll tell you the food that you should be eating. And so uh, the name of the book is Four Blood Types, Four Diets. Eat, well, I think it's Eat Right for Your Type. Eat Right for Your Type. And it's by Dr. Peter J. De, De Amo, uh, uh, Peter J. And his last name is D, capital D, the big D, capital D. The big A, capital A, D-A-M-O. So you can come back and listen here if you'd like to get this book. First, find out what your blood type is. Because I noticed this. I've been going to the doctor for years. He, they never come in and say, well, uh, Ms. Mack or Ms. Pittman, you, you, your blood type, they never said that. If you don't ask, I don't think you'll know. So, um once you know what your blood type is, you can get this book. Again, the name of the book is Eat Right <clears throat> for Your Type. Eat Right for Your Type. And uh, again, it's by Dr. Peter J. Last name, the big D, capital D, the big A, capital A, D-A-M-O. And... Uh, and it says with Catherine Whitney. This doctor is with Catherine Whitney. It says it on the book cover, on the front. So go check it out if you can. 
and um, find your blood type, see if you can get this book. And if you got any kind of illnesses or <clears throat> overweight, once you find out what your blood type is, then you're going to eat according to your blood type. He said, because especially African-American people, he said, we came from different parts of the, the, the world. You know, once we became slaves on a ship, they took us over here, over there, and everywhere. And so when you got over there and over here, they ate like this, taught you to eat like that. Not everybody gave you what was really, really bad for you. But mainly when they got to America, that's when they really got the lesser of everything because they got what went in the garbage. But anyway, get this book if you can and see uh, if it can improve your health, if it can improve your weight loss, and uh, so you can feel better, do better, have more energy. Yeah, and it's already outside. So I thought I'd announce that. Oh, wow. Announce that this morning for someone who may be battling with a sickness or weight loss. Yeah. And so I'm glad. Oh, you don't have that down there, Brother Lewis. Wow. Oh, it is something good over there. I ate the catfish. Oh, it was excellent. With a big, fat, nice uh, potato. Baked potato. <laughs> yeah, that's what I had on a drink. And that was it. Yeah. But uh, it, they are. They, it's getting really strange. Well, it's already strange in the Brother Lewis. Too much is happening. Yesterday they had a practice. I never heard nothing like that before, you know. Um, and they said, exercise, exercise, exercise. Get in the house. Get in the house. Hide behind something. Stay down. I never heard that before in my life. And they said, when they said, exercise, 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 how would I know? I never heard that. They were exercising and practicing. I said, practicing what? To go to war. I said, oh, yeah, something coming. Don't worry. Something is coming. Yeah, I never heard that before. I never saw them do that before. Uh-huh. Strange, strange, bizarre, weird. Yeah. Uh-huh. All right, so listen, we're going to pray, and then after prayer, one more song, and uh, we're coming back and... Uh, hopefully encourage some more and then we're going in or we may just go in with Dr. Bailey because he's got nine little clips and I want to get them all done. They're very long but you know I want to get them all done this morning. All right, let's pray. Thank you Jesus. Thank you Lord for your protection. Thank you for waking us up this morning closing our right minds Father. We thank you for life, health and strength. And, Father, today we realize you didn't have to do it, uh, but you did it for us and many more. And, Father, this faithful few I bring before you this day. We're grateful unto you. Father, we appreciate you. We love you today because it was you who first loved us. This morning, Father, we are so happy that you woke us up. Everything may not be going as planned in our lives, the way that we plan it, the way that we think it should go. But yet we're among the living and not among the dead. We're thankful this morning for another opportunity to get things right with you. Father, to love you more, to obey you more, to do what's pleasing and acceptable unto you more. To show more love in the world, to lift you up 
more that you can draw others unto you. Your word said is, you be lifted up, you'll draw all men unto you. And Father, we thank you this morning. We give you glory, we give you honor, and we give you praise. Oh, we thank you this morning for your son Jesus. We thank you for suffering. Hallelujah. We thank you for his conquering all and rising with all power this morning. Thank you for the bloodshed. Hallelujah. Shed it for us. Oh, we thank you this morning. We thank you. Can't thank you enough. And Father, we bow down this morning and ask for forgiveness of all our sins and wrongdoings, our wrong thoughts, our wrong speakings, and our wrong feelings. And Father, though our sins be scarlet, we ask that you will wash us as white as snow this morning. Cleanse us, Father, from all unrighteousness and give us a clean heart and renew the right spirit within us today. In the name of Jesus, we ask. And Father, we thank you for forgiving us. Thank you for putting our sins in the seat of forgetfulness and never to remember them again. We're thankful unto you. Thank you, Lord, for a clean slate. Father, we ask this morning that you would strengthen us, that we can forgive others and put it in the sea of forgetfulness and never remember it again. Do it for us today, for Father, without you, we can do nothing. Fix our hearts this morning. We need it, O oh God, and regulate our minds. Hallelujah. That, Lord, we will seek you with our whole heart. Father, we'll keep our mind on you, knowing you'll keep us in perfect peace. Father, we'll remember this morning that we're the head and not the tail. We're above and not beneath. No weapon that is formed against us shall prosper. Father, we're more than conquerors through your son, Christ Jesus. Help us this morning. Help us, Lord, to remember these things. Uh, we ask this morning in the name of Jesus. And Father, we thank you for hearing us this day. Thank you for answering. Hallelujah. Come this morning asking that you would bless the prayer club those that have prayer requests over there. God, we ask that you would move in a mighty way in the prayer club. Bless, continue to teach people how to pray. Help, Lord, today. Help them to pray from, from their hearts, even for others, what they want you to do for others. God, help them to ask you for it in the name of Jesus. Bless those that are sick here, touching here today. You hear all manner of sickness and disease. Father, there's nothing too hard for you to do. We ask it today that, God, you would heal our bodies. We believe you uh, in the name of Jesus. Uh, for with your stripes and by your stripes, we are already healed. Thank you, Jesus. And, Father, we ask this morning that you would bless those that are incarcerated, those that are in every branch of the military. Father, widowers, bereaved families, intercessory prayer people everywhere. Preachers, Israel, Jerusalem, our brothers and sisters overseas. God, we ask that you would move in a mighty way this morning in the blessing plan. You know what they stand in the need of. You know their heart's desires. Move today in the name of Jesus. And Father, we ask that you would continue to bless America and the leadership of America. But God, we know that you're working things out for our good, the believer's good. The children of God's good. We know that you're working it out for our good, and you won't withhold no good thing from us. Father, we know that you will protect us from all hurt, harm, or danger. I look at David. He was running it from Saul, and Saul really was going to kill him, Father, but you didn't allow it. 
You kept David safe, all in caves and hiding everywhere. <clears throat> but Father, you kept him safe. A whole army of people wasn't able to touch him, or no matter what the king wanted, because you're king of kings and lord of lords. And Father, we know you're able to keep us safe. We know you're able to feed us. Or you, you, you use the raven to feed the prophet. And God, we know you can do it for us. Oh, we thank you today for our faith in you, our trust in you. We give you glory. We give you the honor and praise. Father, bless this segment of Jesus in the morning. Move by your spirit here today. <clears throat> in the name of Jesus, we ask, Lord, that you would come in and have your way here. Speak to your people. Feed us until we want no more. And, Lord, let us remember what your word said. Let us remember and apply your word to our everyday life. Every day that you wake us up, Lord, help us to come up out of us, come up out of impressing others and what people think, and keep our mind on you. Father, you're going to lead and guide us. If we'll trust you, if we'll keep our mind on you, it's you that will keep us in perfect peace. Father, we ask all of this this morning in the precious name of Jesus. We thank you right now for hearing again. We thank you for answering us. Lord, we thank you that you love us. Uh, and you won't let no harm come to us. Father, we give you glory and honor this morning. Oh, there's none like you. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, we thank you, his majesty. We thank you. We thank you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, I'm grateful to him. Grateful to him. He has blessed me this week. I mean, he has blessed me this week. And uh, I am so thankful unto him. So listen, we're going to one more song of the morning, and uh, when we come back, if we have time, we'll encourage a little bit more. If not, we're going straight in with Dr. E.K. Bailey. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. For those of you that think that gospel music has gone too far, you think we've gotten too radical with our message. Well, I got news for you. You ain't heard nothing yet. And if you don't know, now you know. Go with go right. Woo! <laughs> you better put them hands together and act like you know up in here. Chief
That's a real old, really, really old. All right, we're going to get started with Dr. E.K. Bailey. Please turn with me to Hosea, chapter 1. Verses 2 through 9. Hosea chapter 1, verses 2 through 9. When the Lord began to speak through Hosea, the Lord said to him, Go take to yourself an adulterous wife, and children of unfaithfulness, because the land is guilty of the vilest adultery and departing from the Lord. So he married Gomer, daughter of the blend, and she conceived and bore him a son. Then the Lord said to Hosea, 
call him Jezreel, because I will soon punish the house of Jehu for the massacre at Jezreel, and I will put an end to the kingdom of Israel. In that day, I will break Israel's bow in the valley of Jezreel. Gomer conceived again and gave birth to a daughter. Then the Lord said to Hosea, Call her Lo-Ruhamah, for I will no longer show love to the house of Israel, that I should at all forgive them. Yet I will show love to the house of Judah, and I will save them, not by bow, sword, or battle, or by horses and horsemen, but by the Lord their God. After she had weaned Lo-Ruhamah, Gomer had another son. Then the Lord called him Lo-Ami, for you are not my people, and I am not your God. It is now a pleasure to introduce to you the pastor of the Concord Missionary Baptist Church, Dr. E.K. Bailey. I've been honored. to be called many things. But to be called Dr. E.K. Bailey is a special honor. Because most of you who have lived in and around the church, you at least have heard of me Hosea is my name and preaching is my game your pastor who is on vacation invited me to come today in his absence to share with you my testimony of how I, Hosea, the preacher, got hooked up with Goma the Hoochie. I'm going to take 
you can see my challenge was not an easy one this whole drama jumped off during the royal reign of Jeroboam in the northern kingdom of Israel between seven 50 and 725 B.C. You see, Yahweh was upset because of how Israel had played him. Israel had dissed Yahweh by playing around with other gods. So God recruited myself and two other dudes, one dude named Amos and another dude named Micah. And he sent us to go represent him to the people. He always asked in his service to do some strange things. My odyssey began on a hot, sweltering, sweltering summer night. I had just completed one of my many crusades out there in the Mount Tabor Auditorium. And as I descended the heights of Mount Tabor, Suddenly I was engulfed like a whirlwind by a strange and invisible presence. This presence was so mysterious that I was at once both terrified and fascinated. He said to me, Hosea, I need to talk with you. Having been in this presence before, although rare, I knew that I was in the presence of the eternal one. Have you ever heard God speak? It's an unnerving experience. His voice sounds like many waters. He said to me, Hosea, I need to pull the fire on my people because my people have committed adultery. 
They've gone off whoring after other gods. And I want to talk with you, Hosea, because you remember our covenantal agreement. The covenant I made with her father, Abraham, and then with Moses, and then with Joshua, and then with David. But as I look at her now, because of her apostasy, because of her idolatry, and because of her immorality, her goodness is as the morning cloud. It has faded away. See, Hosea, she has ruptured our relationship. She has fractured our friendship. She has allowed strange gods to push upon what has been my private domain. As God shared his pain with me that day, I knew that God was experiencing excruciating pain. Pain only known to those who have had their love rejected. He talked to me that day at the foot of my table, and it was like I had stepped through this stargate. He carried me through a kind of virtual reality. I was in a kind of altered state of consciousness. And he took me back over the history of my people. And he allowed me to see situation after situation where my people had wavered and waffled in their exclusive commitment to Yahweh. Worst of all, he showed me where Israel had committed many acts of adultery with other gods. I wondered, how do you comfort the comforter? I, I, I wondered, how do you heal the healer? How do you help the helper? Since I didn't know, I stood there in silent sadness, just waiting for that moment for God to erupt in a, in a kind of cosmic rage where he would declare that he would annihilate Israel even from the annals of history. But to my utter amazement, up out of the bowels of eternal forgiveness came a soothing word of grace. He said, I will have mercy upon the house of Judah and I will save her not by bow nor by arrow, not by bow nor horseman, but I will save her by the power of my love.
I said, God, I'm sure that the people of Judah will be delighted to hear that, but what does all of this have to do with me? I'm a preacher. Do you want me to preach to him? I'm a prophet. I'm ready to prophesy. If you just put your word in my mouth, I will tell the people what thus says the Lord. You know what he said? He said, no, Jose, I don't want you to preach. And I don't want you to prophesy. I want you to get married. He said, if you get married, you'll do more good than preaching and prophesying. I said, okay. It's all good. Married. I'm down with that. I get married. I said, God, it's ironic that you would bring this matter up. Because just the other day I was saying to myself, Preacher? You need a wife. Just, it was just that day. And, 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 and I said, you know, I haven't said anything to the young lady, but I've had my eye on this one particular young lady. I, I've been watching her. And I know she'll, she'll, she'll be the one because God, oh, if, you could just, if you could just see her, she... Oh, you God, you have seen her, have you? Yeah, but, but listen, if you could just see her, God, she, she's all of that and two bags of chips. You see, God, I, uh, I, uh, I know that, that you approve of her. That's nothing about her not to like. Check this out, check this out, I said to God, check this out, listen. Her daddy is a leader in the synagogue. <laughs> she comes from a strong, orthodox Jewish background. Look, 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 look. Listen, her reputation is impeccable with the men. She, she, she. And then, then God, I said to you, God, look, she comes to all of my crusades, checking me out. She helps me to pass out Ten Commandment tracts. I know she'll be an asset to my ministry, as well as a great wife and mother. God. As I sat there and just waited for God to <coughs> embrace and approve my recommendation, his answer, like dynamite, exploded in my ear as it violently ripped my expectations to pieces. For he said to me, Hosea, 
I know the girl about whom you speak. I know her pedigree. I know about all of her noble credentials. And you are right. She will make somebody. A great wife. But Hosea, she, she, she's not the one that I have in mind. In fact, the girl I have in mind, she doesn't have the noble qualities of that girl. She doesn't come out of a rich Jewish background. She's never been to any of your crusades. In fact, you can find her up at the pagan temple. Hosea said, yes, she's a hoochie. I said, she's a what? He said, she's a prostitute. I said, God, let me, let me see if I can get this right. Let me see if I got this straight. You are asking me, the preacher, to marry a whole, I mean, whole He said, yes, that's, that's what I'm... Listen, do I have to explain to you how I felt? How would you feel? I know God has always asked his servants to do some strange things. I remember he asked Isaiah to walk the streets naked for three years. He asked Jeremiah to walk with a yoke around his shoulder for many years. He has Ezekiel to make a fool out of himself preaching the dead dry folk in the valley. But never had he asked anybody to do what he asked me to do. To hook up with a hoochie. I can't tell you how thrown I am. See, I thought it'd be all good to let a omnicompetent God personally select my bride. Because I just knew you'd pick the best. And here you talking about, oh, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if I can, I, I don't know if, if I can do that. There I was caught between my unwavering loyalty to Yahweh in a mortal battle with my inflexible discipline of Jewish training. There I was wanting to please God, but how could I, a Jew, do what he was asking me to do and maintain respectability. 
So after much deliberation, I gave my verdict. My verdict was not willing. I was not willing to dishonor my heritage. I was not willing to dishonor and disgrace my religion. I was not willing to bring this shame upon the prophetic fraternity. I was not willing to bring this infamous, scandalous act upon the people of Judah. So I said to God, I can't do it. I'm not willing. I said to him, I know you, God. I know you're the biggest, baddest thing in this world. And I know you can break me like a toothpick. But I'd rather die. I'd rather die with dignity than to live in disgrace. Die, yes, death. That's my choice. You made me a free moral agent. You told me I had the right to choose. I choose to die. So I stood up, got ready to die. If you tell God you're going to die, you better get ready. I got ready to die. I said, come on, death. I had heard that death rides a pale horse. I had heard that death quills a long, double-aged steel blade. I heard that death makes quick work of his prey. So I closed my eyes to get ready because I didn't want to see the gruesome results of death dismembering the properties of my body. Got ready to die. Come on, Death, get it over with. But after I had stood there for what seemed like an eternity, I opened one eye and then the other eye to see if I could see Death charging. Death was nowhere in sight. So as I prepared to slowly and discreetly so as I prepared to slowly and discreetly slip away from that moment and that mountain as I got ready to run, God said, the girl's name. <laughs> is Goma. I said, Goma, who wants to be married to somebody with a name like Goma? Whatever happened to Felicia, and Alicia, and Moesha, and Kokisha, or any kind of Isha, other than Goma? I don't want to be hugged up with a coma. (laughs) 
God said, I still want you to marry. I said, God, listen. Look. Okay. Maybe I will, but you're going to have to give me the 411 on this. You, you're going to have to give me some information. I mean, I mean, <laughs> look, God. What, what, what am I going to tell my homies? When they come ask me, <laughs> prophet, preacher, Hosea, what's down with this? I mean, what am I going to tell them? I mean, give me something to tell them. So when they, when they come talking to me uh, uh, and say to me, what's down with this? I can say, well, 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 you know, uh, uh, it's like this. Uh, bro, man, God said uh, he wanted me, you know, you, you see what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? amazing that God used the bridle of patience to control the wild horses of rebellion. He was patient with me. Finally he said, Hosea, this is about revelation and not information. He said, you're going to have to trust the revelation before you can understand the information. That, 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 that's what he said to me. It's about trust, he said to me, Jose. I want to know when you cannot trace my hand, can you trust my heart? He said, you see, I don't always give a pre-flight itinerary on where I'm going. Sometimes I just say, follow me. And then for you, it becomes a matter of trust. Not trust in my reasonableness. Not trust in how much sense I make. But do you trust me? <coughs> because otherwise you make my reasonableness and my practicality your God. And if I don't make sense, you can't follow me. I don't always make sense. What I want you to do, you need to understand, I have no intentions of subjecting divine wisdom to the short-sightedness and flawed approval of human appraisal. You make up your mind based on your faith and your trust, and then we'll talk. That's where it is. That's when the conversation got deep. I started throwing out some 
philosophical theology. I said, I said, God, um, what glory are you going to get out of hooking up a holy man and a hooky and a and a hoochie? Holy and hoochie. How you gonna get glory out of that? What 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 glory are you going to get out of putting together a preacher and a prostitute? What glory are you going to get by wearing piety and promiscuity? What glory are you going to get by putting together wretchedness and righteousness? What glory are you going to get by a confluence of the devilish and the divine? What glory are you going to get when, when the perpendicular coalesce with the horizontal. What glory are you going to get when the sacred has an intercourse with the secular? What glory are you going to get when the celestial consolidates with the terrestrial? What glory are you going to get? Uh, God says, Hosea, when I called you into this partnership, <laughs> I told you then that in this partnership, I am the senior partner. And as senior partner, I reserve the right to make some independent decisions without asking for your And as senior partner, I reserve the right to make some independent decisions without asking for your vote. I said, okay. All right, I'll do it. Where is she? He said, up at the temple. As I started toward the temple, check this out, check this out. As I started and found myself in the way of obedience, just, just, just in the way. When I got in the way of obedience, God began to shine the light of understanding <laughs> on my path. Do you know that's the way it happens? When you start obeying God with the little knowledge you have, hey, God will open up vistas of understanding in your mind. But you won't get it as long as you stay where you are. and live beneath your privilege. God said to me, now that you are ready to obey me, let, let, let me tell you, let me tell you what this is all about. 
I said, please, God. Tell me something about what this is all about. He said then, listen, I want to use this incompatible partnership of the holy and the hoochie to dramatize that God on God's unbreakable love for the unlovely. He says, I want to dramatize that God has an unbreakable love for the unlovely. Now there ought to be a shout in this house because all of us <laughs> don't mean no harm judges, but all of us are in the unlovely crowd. He says, I wanted to use Goma to dramatize that in spite of the vilest, most despicable, unfaithful act of a wife who became a hoochie, a prostitute, that no man or woman can fall so low that they fall outside of the hand reach of God. I want Goma and Hosea to show you that you can break God's heart, but you can't break His love. I want them to show you that no sin can lead you to a place where the love of God cannot reach you. Some of you today, you in the hog pen of disgrace. But I came with some good news. And the good news is the love of God can pull you up out of the quagmire of a God-forsaken life. Now what you need to understand, listen, don't go to sleep on me, listen, what you need to understand, that is, some of you have been, uh, some of your ancestors were unkind to my wife, because she was a hooch. I saw the way some of y'all looked at my wife when she came through here. You drew up your feet, you bowed your head in shame. And some of you church folk, you act just like some of the synagogue folk of my day. What you need to understand is, my wife, Sister Goma, she's kinfolk. She's not just kin to me, she's also kin to you. If you don't think she's kin to you, check out her blood type. 
Her blood type is blood type A. It stands for Adam. And every man, boy and girl that comes into this world is born with A blood type. You have an A blood type because your blood type has been contaminated by sin. So when you turn up your nose at my wife, you turn up your nose at your relatives. But I can do better than that. What you need to understand is that there's a little hoochie You, you, you didn't hear me. I said, there's a little hoochie in all of us. Now I hear some of you saying, I ain't no hoochie. Oh, yes, you are. You, you may not sell your body, but you prostitute your principles. That, that makes you a hoochie. You, you may not sell your body, but you lie on your income tax. That, that makes you a hoochie. You drug up? You cut your neighbor behind their back. Oh, there's a little hoochie in you. I dare you. And ask senior partner, I reserve the right to make some independent decisions without asking for your vote. I said, okay. All right, I'll do it. Where is she? He said, up at the temple. Turn up your nose. My wife's hoochieism <laughs> may not be your hoochieism, <laughs> ah, but now some hoochieism. Can you, even, even now, even now, when I look back? I think about the gallantry of my wife's effort. You know that girl tried? She did? Oh yeah, she tried. I remember the day she uh, came home. She had bags, bags, bags. She had been out there at the Galleria Marketplace. She got rid of all of her hoochie wardrobe. The girl got ready. I said she tried. She got her a preacher's wife suit. The girl tried. She, she got her a new hat. 
You know what a new hat does for a woman? She even got a new do. She got a new do at it. And then she got some of those press-on nails. She got a, some new, that, that, that new perfume, some, some white diamond. And then the girl got some new pumps. She, she, she had it going on. And then she came home and looked at me and said, Honey, do I look like a preacher's wife now? I said, Girl, when you walk in there today, all heads gonna turn. Because you the bomb. She said, Well, I sure hope so. But my wife was caught a kind of catch-22. She told me one day that she felt caught between a push and a pull. She said there was a pull underneath her skin. It was, she was pulled by the wiles of her old world. She was, she told me she was hemmed in by habits and cribbed by customs. She was pulled. She, she told me that, that she had problems because uh, her purpose in life seemed to be attached to the patterns of her pre-prophetic way of life. So underneath her skin, she was pulled. But while she was being pulled, she was also being pushed. See, Thomas' first encounter with religion was not a good one. And she discovered that when people have religion but don't have a relationship. That, that it allows them to reject those who are unlike themselves. So she was, she was pushed. Pushed by religion. Pushed by piosity. Pushed by religiosity. Pushed by synagogueism. She was pushed out of the fellowship, out of the synagogue, and out of the family. She was pushed. Until one day, she told me, Oh, there, if that's what your God is like, If that's what your religion is about, I don't want it. They never let her forget where she came from. They wouldn't let her forget what she used to be. Those of us who are part of that great cloud of witness and watching you, we see so much of the same activity in the church. 
won't let people forget. And the amazing thing to me is everybody in here is an ex-something. If I called the roll, you'd have to stand somewhere. I've got to hurry. They're calling me. My time is almost over. But let me tell you, I can't blame the people for all of my wife's problems because some of that belonged to me. See, well, that day I went up to the temple to get her. I got up there and I, I didn't go in. I sent somebody in there after, told her, come out here. <laughs> I, was, I wasn't going in there. She came out. I said, listen, girl, God told me to marry you, but look, you got to change your ways. I ain't putting up with that. She agreed. But looking back, I remember insisting that she make a commitment to me. But as the man of a house, I never taught her how to make a commitment to him. Uh, Therefore, when the problems came, she didn't have enough inner power to combat the outward pressure. I saw it. I saw it. I saw it when she started slipping. When the pressure got too much. Whenever you leave God, it never happens all at once. It always happens little by little, bit by bit. It's never a blowout, it's always a slow leak. When, when she got tired of my God and religion, she just started staying out later and later. She, um, and then she stayed out all night. The next time she uh, she stayed out three nights, no call, no show. Next time she, it was a week. Finally, she just she just didn't come back. She'd been gone a year. I decided to retrace my steps and go back up to Mount Tabor. I want to talk to God. And when I got there, I, 
I felt his presence. I knew God was there. And I cried, God, I know you're here. You knew she was going to do this, didn't you? You knew she was going to break my heart. You knew she was going to walk away from her husband and her children. You, you knew that? God said, calm down, Jose. Calm down. He said to me, uh, where's Goma? Where's Goma? You God, you ought to know where she is. I don't know. She's been gone a year. He said, uh, how do you feel about her? I said, do you know how she played me? <laughs> he said, yeah, but that's not what I asked you. I asked you, how do you feel about her? I said, do you know I'm the laughing stock of the prophetic fraternity? They're right there making up songs about me. I've been ostracized, stigmatized, and criticized as a lover of illicit women. He said, I know that, but that's not what I ask. I want to know how you feel about it. Do you know they said that she tipped out, stayed out, and moved out? So yeah, I know that, but that's not what I ask you. How do you feel about it? Are we alone? I still love her. He said, what did you say? I said, I still love her. He said, I feel you. I feel you. I feel you. He said, I feel you because you can now feel me. You feel me. God said, listen, listen, Hosea, I had to send you through the crucible of domestic difficulty in order to get you ready to represent me. Now you are ready! Get off this mountain and go tell Israel that God said he doesn't want to divorce. I know that she's been whoring after other gods for 700 years, but tell her I don't want to divorce! Tell her I want to renew my vows! Tell her, if my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves, seek my face, then will they hear from heaven, and I'll heal the land. Tell her, you should have seen me getting off that mountain. Just as I hit and got ready to run, he said, one other thing, one last thing. I said, what is that, God? He said, you do know that I not only had to deal with the unloveliness of an unfaithful wife, I also had to deal with the unloveliness of an unforgiving husband. 
He said, I want you to marry her. You see, I always understood why she needed me, but I didn't understand why I needed her. I understood why the devilish needed the divine. But I didn't understand why righteousness needed to have contact with wretchedness. He wanted me to know God's unfathomable. gift of forgiveness his unfathomable grace of forgiveness do you know the God we serve is a God of grace here I wanted God to forgive me but I was unwilling to forgive her God says I want to teach the forgiven how to forgive some of you looking at me this morning right here you go to church every Sunday and you shout, talk about how much you love God whom you've never seen. But you hate your brother or your sister that you see every day. God told me to tell you, quit shaking in faith. If you can't love the people you see, you're certainly not going to love him. Well, I learned one quick thing and then I've got to go. I learned righteousness without love is nothing more than self-righteousness. Righteousness without love is nothing more than self-righteousness. If you can't love people like Goma, you can't love God. Because if people like Goma that God especially loves, he loves them back to his fold. And if you have any God in you, the God in you will be able to love people like Goma. God had to teach me some painful lessons. All right, I hear you. I'm going. But listen, let me tell you the conclusion of my story. The conclusion of my story is that I was at home, out there in the field, and this man from Judah came by and told me that he had seen my wife, Goma. I was out there and he was way up by my house, my crib there. He said, beckoning to me, hold up, hold up. I tied a knot in my sack and put that coin over my shoulders and began to elbow my way between those corn stalks. Hold on. When I got there, he said, you'll never guess who I just saw in the marketplace. I said, who did you see? He said, I saw Goma. He said, she didn't look nothing like what she looked like when she was with you. 
The years of sin have stripped her of her glory and her beauty. The years of waywardness stripped her image from her face. She has on slave clothes. So, but I don't know what you're going to do with it, but I thought I'd come tell you. So I went in the house, got down at my altar and asked God what to do. He said, I thought you said you love her. I said, I do. He said, you can't stop now. You got to go all the way. So I reached up in my closet and I donned myself with my prophetic regalia. And I got out there and started walking the roads on my way to the marketplace. And that same fellow who told me that he had seen my wife, he must have told everybody. Because every time I got to a cross intersection, there were, there were those, there were those, those crowds that gathered. They, 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 the haters. Hate, the haters, the haters, the haters. You, you know, when you're having trouble in your family, there's always some haters. They, they want to throw salt on your game. I, I was trying to get my game together, but they kept throwing salt on my game. As I passed, I heard one crowd say, there goes Jose. Uh, he's on his way to see Goma. And we're going to follow him because we know when he gets there, he's going to break off something awful on her. We're going to see what it's going to be. But they didn't know what God had put in my heart. So when I got around the corner, I saw my wife. That was an auctioneer. There he was. And he said, we have a woman here. Her name is Goma. Anybody here willing to pay the price? And I had to suffer the indignity of seeing other men bid on my wife. And as the crowd stood up there, I didn't know if the auctioneer could see me over the crowd. Mr. Auctioneer! That woman is my wife. He said, I know it, but she's a slave now. In order for you to get her back, you've got to pay the price. I said, I said, all right, Mr. Auctioneer, five shekels. Another man said seven shekels. Another said eight shekels. I said ten shekels. It was going on. They beat it on my wife. And I said, I said, 12. Another one said, 13. Another said, 14. I said, listen, let me see how much I got. <laughs> I said, 15 shekels, a barley, and a half. So! To the highest bidder. 
Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. As she came to meet me. Come on, I gotta take you home. I know it's been a long time. As we made our way to the house, I saw, oh, oh, honey, I know, I know, I know you're grateful. I, I know, I know, I know. No, no, I don't need a slave. You don't have to be my slave. I don't need a slave. What I need is a wife. My children don't need a slave. What they need is a mother. Get up! Let me take you home. Let me, let me take you home. I've got to go, but you need to know this. I've got to go, but you need to know this because this is the sermon. My story was just to get you ready to hear about another story. My story is not the real story. My story was to get you ready to hear about the love of Jesus. What I did for Goma is nothing compared to what he did for you. How I love Goma is nothing compared to how he loves you. So in two minutes, let me tell you what he did. Back there in the Garden of Eden, when man's sin went off hooching after other gods, including himself, God called a summit meeting and said, man has sinned, what are we going to do? Justice said, let the wages of sin be death. Jesus arrested the motion and said, let the wages of sin be death, but let the gift of God be eternal life. And I'll be that gift. He told Justice, go down. Sit down on Calvary and wait for me. Jesus went down and stayed down on Calvary waiting for him over 400 years. Ezekiel came by and I saw him. Say, look like a wheel. In the middle of the wheel. Job said, I saw him. Say, look like a horse. Hard in the valley. Daniel said, I saw him. He looked like a rock. Hewed out of a mountain. Amos said, I saw him. Say, look like a plumb line. Oh, yeah. Solomon said, I saw him. He looked like the lily of the valley and the rose of Sharon. But one Friday, 
on a hill called Calvary. Jesus came with a cross on his shoulder, made his way up Calvary Hill. They nailed his hands and they riveted his feet. And he did die, but he didn't stay dead. The Bible says, early Sunday morning, he got up. Did he get up? He got up with all power in his hands. Power to save, power to change, power to redeem, power to turn around. And you know what? He wants to take you home with him. But you have to make the choice. Will everyone stand? All eyes right here. Some of you may have an emergency, I understand. But if you don't, if you do, we understand. But if you want, don't, stay for this invitation. The whole story is about God's love. And how he chose the most despicable thing on the planet to demonstrate how much he loves you. Because if the truth were known, some of us are despicable. We are vile, ungodly. And some of you, you have never played the harlot like Goma. But listen, not even goodness can get you in heaven. Because you're born a sinner. You can't be good enough. You can't be smart enough. You can't evolve to a level where God will accept you. The only way to heaven, the only way to God, is you've got to come by the blood of the Lamb. You have to come based on what He did for you. Not on what you've done for Him. Not on how good you are, but it's based on the redemption story of what Jesus came down through 40 generations to do for you. I'd ask some of you here, officers, take your places. There's some of you here today in this vast crowd, in the balcony, look at me, all eyes right here. Look here. Some of you have done well in life, and we praise God for that. But when you stand before the ultimate judge, guess what? He's not going to ask you for your transcript. He's not going to ask you for your resume. Not going to ask you for your vita. There's only one thing he wants to know. What did you do with his son Jesus? 
That's probably two or three of you judges. We need to take off your robe before the judge of all judges. And bow your head in humble submission to God and say, God, I've never prayed to receive Christ. How are you going to administer justice and don't know the just one? Satan has so many schemes to confuse our minds. The Bible says, if you lack wisdom, ask God. You need wisdom on that bench, not just knowledge. You need wisdom. That comes from God. And there would be no greater example to all these young people, 1835 in this room, today, than for a judge to say, I've never prayed, but I want to do it today. And if you'll show me, preacher, I'm bold enough to ask God to come into my life today, and when I get back home, I'll tell everybody I accepted Jesus. But he's more than a savior of judges. He's your savior. You don't have to be a judge. In fact, you may have never accomplished anything in your life like these people have. Guess what? If you're young, the Bible says, John says, when I saw him, he had black hair. Black hair is a sign of youth. And then John looked, blinked and said, when I saw him, his hair was as white as snow. Old age. If you're a man, if you're a woman, he's your God right where you are. These brothers are standing in the aisle. Counselors go to the walls. Not to intimidate you. I'm not going to stop you down here and ask you something you don't know. I don't plan to embarrass you. If you were up here and I were out there, I wouldn't want you to embarrass me. But they're going to take you into a private room and share with you how to invite Jesus into your life. We invite you to come and worship with us at Concord Church in Dallas, Texas. We're located at 6808 Boulder Drive at the corner of Camp Wisdom in Boulder Drive, right across from Southwest Center Mall, formerly known as Redbird.
www.jesusinthemorningradio.com Hallelujah, hallelujah, and I have to agree with Dr. Bailey. Too many times we have uh, turned our nose up at people, we just couldn't accept them. Someone told me yesterday, they said, you know what, I'm so glad that I met you because you don't judge me. Yeah, Uh, she had told me about where she had been, what kind of lifestyle she used to live, and uh, who enticed her to live the lifestyle. And this was years ago. And I never uh, turned my nose up. I never stopped praying with her or for her. Uh, We continued to be friends. And she would come and tell me other things she had done, uh, and I would encourage her, you know, did you repent, you know, And because God is watching. And remember, no matter what we do, he see it. We can't go in the dark and do nothing because he can see through the dark. <laughs> he created it. And so she called me yesterday and told me that, and I was excited. Yeah, because we're not supposed to do people wrong because of where they are. Yeah, because this too shall pass. You you won't always be here. Yeah, but Sean Mitchell says it won't always be like this. God is perfecting that which is concerning you. Sooner or later, if the prayer you're praying is going to work in your favor. Hallelujah. He'll turn it around for you. So there are many cases of people who have done even murder. They they kill somebody. Yeah. I never judged them. I never said, all right, Pastor David, I got you. I got you. I I never looked down on them. I never said to them, oh, you're a murderer. Oh, my goodness. Oh, you're a pedophile. How long did you do for that? Yeah. And stay away from me. Oh, I'm above that. I'm not that kind of person to deal with these kind of people. Listen, if the church is not there for the sinner, excuse me, if the church is not there for bad people, ugly people, if we are only there for the good, we're going to close down. There won't be a church. I don't mean that physical building. I mean each individual church. We are the church of God. Yeah, we are the church of God in Christ, each one of us. Because Jesus lived in us and we follow when the guidelines of Almighty God the Father. And we want to do his will, not our own. So we don't judge people like that. We don't down people. We don't... uh, make people feel bad about their sins or wrongdoings because he said we all he didn't leave nobody out A-L-L is a big word it covers everything and everybody we all have sinned 
and come short of his glory. And the thing about it for me, if he didn't say when it was. <laughs> yeah, before I come to God, I was a sinner and I came short of his glory. After I got saved, after I got sanctified, he cleansed me. He set me aside unto himself. He filled me with his spirit. I still did wrong. I had to keep striving. I had to keep studying the word. I had to keep allowing the word to get in me. I had to keep a prayer life. That was my Bible study life. Yeah, I had to study the word. I had to read the word. I had to quote the word. I had to remember what it said. I had to put the word into action. I had to do what the word said to do. On certain things, he sent certain people. Yeah. He would send this preacher, and I would hear them preach. And that thing came out of me through the word of God. He sent his word, and it healed them. The word healed me from many bad things that I would have continued to do. But the word stopped it. Hallelujah. Because I was afraid. And not afraid, but I was fearful that I asked God to come into my heart and live, and now I'm going to turn my back and do what I'm big enough to do. No, I even knew better. So what I do is I look at myself before I look at the person. Because I'm going to tell you something. If you listen to people, it'll be a remember when. If you listen to the devil, it will be a remember when. Yeah. Oh, oh, she she can't be saved. The enemy tell you not saved. Remember when you used to do this. Remember when you used to. You had a history, but now that you're in Christ Jesus, you're different. For any man being Christ, he's a new creature. Your new creation, he made you over. He washed you in the precious blood of the Lamb. You're no longer the same. Behold, all things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. That old history that you had, you're no longer that person. You no longer do those things. And even if every now and then something come up, you got an advocate. The son, Jesus Christ, you got to run to him, telling him all about it. I make it extra, extra, read all about it, Lord. I did this and I did that, and, and I'm sorry, and, and Lord, help me. And, and I, I didn't want to do that, but my flesh, he allowed me to know sin is still dwelling. Sin is still dwelling in you. Go to the altar, fast for so many days, go to this scripture, do this, do that, until that thing come out of me. But see, with all those instructions, if you follow those instructions, he know that you want to get right. He know that you want a clean heart, and you want him to renew the right spirit in you. He'll know that, but if, if you don't follow those instructions, uh-uh, you know better. You're not willing. As they say today, you're not willing to put in the work.
So he made us over. And we know better now than to judge others because we don't. We got a past. What they say, we got a history. We, we got some things behind us. I can't say nothing about nobody else. I can tell you what the word said, how I got over, but I can't come against you because you're drinking. You, you, you get drunk every weekend. You, you're a recreational drinker. You, on the weekend, you get straight up drunk. Through the week, you might have a beer or two, you know, and that's it. Because you got to go to work. I cannot come against you. And if you was a straight up, what they call alcoholic, or alcohol abuser, I cannot come against you. I got to look back at Barbara. We, uh, you drinking and you got the uh, habit of drinking. I may not have the habit of smoking weed, but I smoked. I didn't have the habit of drinking, but yet I drank. He says sin is sin. One sin is no bigger than the other. Wrong is wrong. There's no big wrong and little wrong. Wrong is wrong. So what I have to do is in love and kindness pull you in. Talk about the goodness of the Lord. Tell you about his wondrous works. Tell you what he's able to do. Mainly tell you how much he loved you. And he told me to love you. And he meant what he said and said what he meant. So now that I love you and you believe that he used me and you come to me, it's got to be in love because I care for you. Now, I've got to tell you the truth. And sometimes the truth hurts. Now, I'm not intentionally trying to hurt nobody, but I got to tell you what his word says. And most times you already know, you already know, you already know. And if you get upset with me, that's because you already know. And you're really not upset with me, you're upset with yourself. And God knows the very intent of all our hearts. I cannot point the finger, oh, you know they over there doing, I can't do that to you. I, I may say something about it, but I'm just talking because I can't hold nothing against you. I can't judge you. Now, the word can judge you, but I can't. I got to keep judging me. And I got too many things to judge me on. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I can't act like I'm all of that. I'm so holy and I have not arrived. He he didn't say, well done, that good and faithful servant. Barbara, come on in. He didn't say that yet. <laughs> and until he says that, I got to keep striving for perfection in him. Songwriter said, I want to be just like him. Oh, I feel all right right there. I want to be just like him. I want to be like Jesus. I want to be just like him when he comes. Oh, he's coming on a cloud. Every eye shall see him. I want to be like Jesus when he comes. I want to walk just like him. He went from place to place blessing folks. I want to walk just like him. I want to walk like Jesus when he comes. <clears throat> oh, he's coming on a cloud. Every eye shall see him. I want to walk like Jesus when he comes. Yeah, I want to be just like him. Oh, I can hear that. I want to be just like him. I want to be just like him when he comes. 
Oh, he's coming on a cloud. Hey, every eye shall see him. Hallelujah, Jesus. I want to be like Jesus when he comes. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. God, we thank you this day. We thank you that you made a way to redeem us back to you. And Father, today, no matter what our situation is, no matter what our sins, our wrongdoings are today, Lord, you know us. You made us for your pleasure. You know the very intent of our hearts. Help us today to get it right with you. Fix us, Lord. Fix our hearts and regulate our minds. Teach us how to keep our mind on you. Teach us how to trust you. Teach us how to walk by faith and not by sight. This day, oh God, in the name of Jesus. But Lord, these things will make our life better. It would appear to others that we have a perfect life. We know that life is not perfect. We're striving for perfection in you. But God, we have less worries, less stress. We don't have to be always worried about bill paying. We don't have to worry about sickness. I can be sick, but it's not unto death. And it's not a sickness that's keeping me from other things. Help us today, Lord, to open our spiritual eyes to see our spiritual father, our spiritual God. And Father, help us daily to worship you in spirit and in truth, in the name of Jesus. Fix us all this morning. And Father, I ask that, that today this faith for few. You will especially do it for them. And that, Lord, we will be the church that you're coming back looking for without spot or wrinkle. Because, Lord, we come to you for you to teach us how to get the spots out and how to get the wrinkles out of us. That, God, we'll be ready when you return. Apostle Paul wrote, you inspired him to write right. That that was a mystery that we all would be changed in the twinkling of an eye. And Lord, we want to get these things out of us so we can prepare for your return. We don't know the day, not an hour when you're returning. But Father, we want to be ready. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you today, Father. Ask this morning for this faithful few. And Lord, you would bless them beyond their wildest imagination. Send uncommon blessings and miracles their way. And God, they are able to share with others. God, they have an overflow that they are able to bless other people, even financially, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And Father, for those who are saying, I never owned a house. I always rented an apartment. I always rented a house. Lord, open the door for them today that they can purchase a home. And Lord, let it be according to their budget. And Father, you work it out. Credit, whatever is needed, God, we know you're able. Work it out for them today in the name of Jesus. Them that won't land, God, open the door today. Make a way in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord, hallelujah. Listen, I see some folks that's getting land. Yeah, 
It's like it was inherited to you. Somebody left it for you. Yeah, and you are about to find out if you haven't already because it just come up recently that you were the rightful owner. It took years to find this out because they had to go through some stuff. Yeah, landowners, hallelujah. Go go ahead and holler at me depending on where it's at. I might want to buy a plot. (laughs) I might want to buy a few acres. Yeah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, we, I'm coming at you, Brother Anthony. Give me just a few minutes here. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Today is that day. Thank you, Jesus. It won't always be like this. God is perfecting that which concerning you. Sooner or later, it'll work for in your favor. He's turning it around for you, around for you. We just got to remember to trust him. We just got to remember to keep the faith, believe. Yeah. Speak it into existence. Keep talking about it. Don't let it go. Well, I wanted it to happen on March the 1st. He didn't keep talking about it. March the 1st wasn't a date that it was going to work together for your good. You got to catch up with the date. That it's going to work together. Keep believing, I'm telling you this morning. Keep the faith. Keep talking about it. Keep trusting God for it. Oh, yeah, it's coming. Even if it's in our heart, we want God to take this thing out of my heart. Because that's where the problem is in my heart. I enjoy this wrongdoing. And every time my flesh bring it up, I try to battle, but when I find myself, I'm doing it. So, Lord, I need to, I need you to take this out. Anything that you see that should not be in my heart as your son or daughter, God, I need you to remove it today in the name of Jesus. And, Father, I thank you. I thank you. Those that have heavy burdens this morning, keep going. Don't give up. Keep going. It won't always be like this. <laughs> God is perfecting that which is concerning you sooner or later. And I'm going to tell you sooner. It'll work in your favor. God is turning it around for you. All right, now this morning, hallelujah. He's turning it around for you. But we go through things and we go through trials. And it come to make us strong. And I'm going to tell you something. A lot of times what we do for other people, we're going to get that one day. And we're going to need that a little bit more. And because we've done this good deed for them, God will send somebody to do a good deed for us. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Again, this morning, we just got to believe him. We got to trust him. Hold on to his word. He said he loved you. He sent his only begotten son. That if you believe on him, you won't perish, but you'll have everlasting life. But until we get to the everlasting life, God is yet in love with you and he's yet working for you. And many times if he give us too much, we'll mess up. If he give us too little, we'll mess up. What you got is just what you need temporarily for right now. Every day, Every day, time is going on. Every day, God changed things. Every day. 
my situation yesterday is not the same as today. I paid bills yesterday. Yesterday I owed them bills. Today I don't owe them. Every day he's he's doing a new thing. Every day he's changing things. What you ate yesterday, you may not eat it today. You may have a fresh new meal that you didn't have, you know, yesterday. Your sleep was better last night than it was the night before. He's changing things constantly for us. We got to see this, though. Tell him what you want. Songwriters say he on the main line. And when you got a main line, can't nobody break it. Can't nobody make it uh, be busy. Calls won't drop. None of that. So he's on the main line. Go ahead and tell God this morning what you want. Yeah. If you don't mind, you can begin right now to tell him what you want. His ears are not deaf. And his arms are not too short to reach down to fix whatever we need. Because we tiny to him. He's a big God. Hallelujah. He's bigger than the world. Woo! What a great big God. And the God that we have, he's got all power. There's no higher power. And he's got a son that we tell the son and the son go tell the father. And because the son brought it, you know the son is not just going to bring foolishness. He's going to hear and he's going to do what the son asked him to do for us. I'm grateful to him this morning. This is why we want to work. This is why we don't want to judge people. We don't want to accuse. We don't want to gossip about people. Let's pray. The truth is the life. And, the, and my life. But we got to be careful telling the truth. Talking about the truth. Yeah. Let's let God fix. Yeah. I want to shut my mouth and, and pray. When people tell me about other people, I want to just begin to pray, which I do most times. I'm talking, but honey, I'm telling God. Because he's the one who can fix it all for us. So that's part of the work. To keep our mind on him, not to judge others, but to embrace these people, prostitute, dope man, murderer, pedophile, whoever they are, rapists. Because see, people say, oh, those are some terrible, terrible things. But like Dr. Bailey said this morning, they don't see cheating on them income taxes bad, but it's, it's terrible. Because you're a thief. And we know the devil is the one that come to steal. Watch out. Yeah. So we'll point our thing at everybody else. But, uh, ooh, did you hear what they said? Child, did you hear how they was cussing? But you cussing when you get ready. But see, I don't say them, them deep words. Cussing is cussing. A -a ain't no light cussing or heavy cussing. Cussing is cussing. Dirty cussing is just as uh, 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 guilty as what they say is a light cuss word. Because sometimes folks say, oh, go to hell. Hell in the Bible. Yeah, but that's not what you're supposed to be saying. You're not supposed to be condemning people to it. 
seeking that they go. No, that's not what the believer is supposed to do. We walk away. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So we thank God this morning. And all right, Brother Anthony, I'm coming at you right now. Good morning, <laughs> sir. God bless you. How are you today? Now, bless, have favor. Good morning, Miss Barbara. Good morning to everybody out there. First of all, I want to give God thanks for another day waking me up, allowing me to see another day never seen before. Thank you for life, ever strength, keeping my right mind. Thank you for the activity of my limbs. I thank him for who he is to me, what he's doing in me, where he brought me from. I thank him for his love that he has for me and continuing to draw me closer to him and, you know, uh, him changing my way of thinking, that I think like him and have a heart like him, strengthen me to have a heart like him, basically, and uh, just bless, you know, and uh, bless to be here again today. And hear y'all, and as well as y'all hearing mine, and good morning to you again, Miss Barbara, uh, Brother Louis, and Sister Jerry. Good morning. And Sister Irene, good morning to you. And uh, Sister Dot, Sister Fionn, I forgot about you another day. <laughs> and, uh, Sister Rose Brown, good morning to you. Trying to get some names, Miss Barbara. Trying to get some names back in my in my mind. Yeah, that's me. But I'm driving this truck this morning. But, ah, had a drop this load, so I had to keep my mind on the thing. But uh, I wanted to say some more names, but I got to focus. But I just wanted to say, if I didn't say your name, I was just thinking about you. Might not have said it, but I, you know, yeah, on my mind. Even though I can't remember your name at the present time, but God bless y'all. Y'all have a blessed weekend, and y'all day be blessed today. And uh, I like that uh, the uh, message this morning too, Miss Barbara. That was that was real. I like that. It was real yeah. powerful, you know. Just yeah. to, you know, and hear how you know how he broke it down, and you know, a lot of times we don't know what God's plan is for the, our soulmate or who our soulmate is. You know, and you know that's kind of basically along the lines of what I got going on. So you know, I, it just tell me I got to be patient. But in time, when God ready for me to have that soulmate, that woman, when He bring in my life, you know, He'll, he'll make sure I'm ready. So you know, my thing is get myself right that I be, you know, right and to have patience to wait on God for Him to move in that situation for me. So you know, I I, I took key to it and listen, you know, and. You know, as a man, you know, I'm, uh, I, I desire that, that soulmate, that woman. But at the same time, too, I don't I don't want to rush in it either. You know, I want who God has for me, and I want I want to be able to, you know, not have to worry about it once they get together. And I know, you know, in, in life and marriage, you know, it ain't always that it say peaches and cream. So, you know, but even through that, you know, I've learned, you know, before in my previous marriage, you know that you know you're gonna go through storms and trials, but I in that I had to trust and depend on God. So you know that's I you know I've I've, I've been through this. I can't I can't say I've been through the storm. I ain't gonna say I've been through a lot of rain, but I've been through some rain. If I can say that, so you know it just you know a blessing to me. You know to be able to do it, and you know it hurt, 
when I went through it, but you know, I had to go through it for God to show me the the, the bringing way where I'm at right now today. So, you know, I thank God for the the pain and the and the storms that I went through because that molded me. You know, that's that's how all diamonds are made. You know, you got to go through that pressure, through that fire. You know, but when you come out, you're you're a diamond. So, you know, it's just an encouragement to somebody out there that might be going through. You know, they might be going through a situation, but don't give up. Just trust God and continue to press. And through it all, you know, he, he know to expect the end. He know what you need. He know your heart desire, and he will give you what's good for you. So I just want to encourage somebody. And God bless, God bless you, Miss Barbara, for continuing to uh, be obedient in your ministry with this show and, you know, speak to others as well. So I just thank God for you and what you're doing and this this show again. And God, y'all have a blessed and wonderful day. Amen. 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 God bless you, bro. After this, Sister Rita said you forgot her. Oh, I'm sorry, Sister Rita. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I, I said I might forget your name, but I was thinking about you. So it, it's been it's been a little while, a little rusty, but I'm sorry. I apologize, Sister Rita. And a couple more people out there. Sister Chante, I forgot about you. Oh, uh, I got a, a possible boat, right? Uh, I'll right. come back to me. I just, just ain't had a, you know, my mind got to get my mind focused. And I'm driving, so, you know, my thoughts on other things. I had to go through the, had to go through the wait station. That's why I just was coming in and hitting the button, the number one. Yeah. And I went through the wait station, and I was a little bit overweight. So they, and I got me a little, well, company got them a ticket because they ain't give me a ticket they gave the company ticket but you know that's just okay. with that you know yeah. i gotta be on point too you know with making sure my weight's right so and then yeah. i was going to take this load this morning and try to hurry up and i was rushing a little bit and mess around and left my bill of laden so i can't even uh-huh. turn the load in without the bill of laden so now i gotta turn around and go back to the hotel get the okay. bill of laden and then go back to the job so i got a lot on my mind but my mind still focused on God, so that's, that's all that matters. Amen. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And please focus. We don't want you to have no kind of accident or nothing out there. So, yeah, we yes, need to oh, focus. Gotcha. Yes, ma'am. Okay. Yes, sir. All right. If there anyone else have something they would like to say, please feel free to press that number one and come in. The day is still testified Friday. So you may have something. It could be from a while back. God did it for you. And you want to share it. Yeah. Press that number one and come in. I want to read this that uh, Pastor David um, sent while we were sharing on judging this morning. And he said Matthew 7 through 11. And it says this, judge not that ye be not judged. But with what judgment ye judge, ye shall be judged. And with what measure ye meet. It shall be measured to you again. So whatever we do to somebody else is coming back again. Yeah. I often share with my children, be careful how you treat people. You don't know who going to have to give you a glass of water. You know what? You don't even know today who may have to give you a bath. Who may have to cook you a meal. I'm older now and I can see. I have people coming to help me because, you know, people want to help me. And people like me. You know what I'm saying? In order to obtain friends, one must show himself friendly. So I'm friendly. And this one may come and sweep, the other one mop or whatever. You know, I thank God for people like Caroline, too. But 
we got to be careful and not, you know, uh, as they say, throw the baby out with the bathwater. Y'all never heard that one too? I'm telling you, I'm, I'm here and seeing some things. Yeah. God is faithful and we want to be faithful to him. And he said for us to love, not as the world loves. We're supposed to love one another, but the good, the bad, and the ugly, many times if you show love, you're going to win them. I've win many to Christ with love. I didn't turn them away. People would say, oh, you need to leave them alone. Oh, that's what you need to do. Because you're selfish. And you don't want to help nobody. Yeah. So when you continue to show people love and have patience, God will bless you. And you'll see the fruit of your labor in that person. So Sadat said something to me one morning. She said, but you're teaching over there in the prayer group. You're teaching folks to, to pray. And I'm seeing it. And now you know what the enemy want to come in and say, well, why weren't they praying in the prayer club before you put that chat out there? It does not matter. God's timing is perfect timing. It's not my timing. It's his. And somebody learning to pray. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I get up some morning, the prayer already over there. I'm like, well, who, who, who? Sister Dot done prayed. Sister Irene done prayed over there. Sister Jerry prayed. Different ones. Y'all check out that prayer club. Mm-hmm. And we keep prayers going. Sometimes in the afternoon, I come back. Some days I try to get to the actual prayer club group to pray, and I don't make it. But most times, the Lord blessed me to get in there and to pray. Because that's what we need. I consecrated that room unto God. No videos, no testimony, just prayer. We talking to the Lord about our needs. We talking to the Lord about each other needs. He likes all of this because he see you're not selfish. It's not about you. It's a group you're in. So it's about everybody in that group. Hallelujah. It's about everybody in that chat. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah, because we're not like the world. We're not over there just chatting by in and every old thing. You got a prayer request, put it in there. Let's pray about it. You ain't got to tell us what it is. Just tell us you requested prayer. Yeah, and we, we'll get on it. Yeah, a lady came yesterday, uh, later on, I didn't see it until later, and was requesting prayer. I don't say I'm praying for you. I start praying. I start typing it so you can see. It's no joke with us. We mean business. We want you to be blessed. Jesus in the morning, faithful few, I want you to be blessed. And those that come, the newcomers, I want you to be blessed. This morning I said I shouldn't advertise nowhere. I should just go on in there and do what God would have me to do. Whoever he's saying is who he's saying that faithful few. Because he, he know the people that's looking for him. He know the people that want to do what he said do. He know the people that want to walk up right before him and fear him. He know you. But he has sent a word to remind us. Just simply to remind us. It don't mean that you're not living this kind of life and, you know, you're not doing what God will have you to do. But he sent reminders so we can continue. Yeah. 
and it's already all right. Oh, that's beautiful. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Listen, we're going to one more song of the morning. And uh, when we come back, if no one else have anything they would like to say, I will pray us out. And we pray the Lord bring us back Monday morning, 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time for another episode of Jesus in the Morning. All right, Louis, watch yourself now because this one coming at you. This one coming at you, Louis.
Headed to glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Headed home. Clocked out down here for the last time. I don't have no more worries. Yeah. I don't have to check on nothing and nobody. Oh, I'm grateful unto Almighty God this morning for making a way uh, to redeem us back to him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah, we, we could have not have had a way. He could have left us in the shape that we was in. But I'm so thankful this morning. Hallelujah, Jesus. He made a way. Yeah. The songwriter says, keeps on making a way. Yeah, it does. Over and over and over again. For us, his people. And so I'm thankful, thankful, grateful, appreciated, loving. Oh, yeah. Can't help myself. Hallelujah. Oh, every time I turn around, he keep on blessing me. Sister Jerry and I was talking yesterday, and she said, like I said, I was telling her what had happened. Like I said, everybody, not Barbara. I said, okay, then, Lord. Yeah. And I feel that. I, I feel special. I feel spoiled. I, I, I feel like when I go to him, because he know me, and I'm not coming for, for nonsense. I'm not coming to him with foolishness. He know the intent of my heart. And I, I like to share with others. So sometimes I overdo things, and then I got to go back to him for me something. <laughs> and it's all right. It's all right to we understand. Yeah, you gave too much away. Yeah. I, and, I, oh, I just love it. I just love it. Because he knows I love going in the freezer, just pulling fresh this out and fresh that, you know, and uh, go to the pantry and just pull stuff, you know, fresh. New. It ain't been sitting in there two, three years, two, three months, and I now, now I haven't had it that long. And I like the goodness of God, and so it caused me to share good things with other people. And I was telling them yesterday, Minister Shonda, I was telling them yesterday, Lord, I thank you for the gift. I thank you, the gift of see. The gift of discernment, I thank you, because I was with someone and they needed food. Listen to me. They did not say, I need some groceries. They didn't say nothing. I just knew it. Brought them home, and I had to take my grandson and granddaughter to the store where the service station was. And I left them at the service station and told both of them, drive safe and don't be out here speeding with the craziness now. And I went on. So I brought the person, you know, they followed me here, and I was able to go in the freezer. Oh, my goodness, it was wonderful. You know, and get this, bags of chicken, uh, 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 oh, my good ground beef, and all kind of stuff. Fresh. I just bought it. Just came in the house a few days ago. And I was able to just give them, like, maybe four bags of stuff. Went to the pantry. I uh, was able to give vanilla wafers, townhouse crackers, brand new, fresh, fresh, nowhere near the expiration date on it. Yeah, salsa, chips, oh, it was a beautiful thing. I said, well, taste one of them chips because it come from the Napa Lara. That's a Mexican restaurant. I said, well, taste them chips and make sure they're not stale. So they tasted, oh, yeah, they're not stale. I said, here's the salsa that go with it. You see? Let me tell you something. When you're willing to give, when you're willing to please God, he will bless you to do what it is you want to do. Way back in 2010 and 11, 12, back in there, I was teaching people 
uh, you, a lot of ladies are saying, well, I want to open a food pantry. I said, well, start in your kitchen. See what happens. Just start in your kitchen and let's see what happens now. Yeah. Because sometimes we'll go to the store and they may have chickens, the whole chicken on sale. So when we go in there, instead of buying one chicken, we may be blessed to buy two. But you're not going to have chicken every day. So you say, well, I'll just put this in there. Maybe next week i eat the chicken again. But before next week comes, somebody come and they need it. And you, you got it there for them. Yeah. Cue steak. <laughs> Shrimp. Fresh. Nothing wrong with this stuff. I just got it a few days ago, maybe three or four days ago, is that, from the grocery store. And able to put it in the bag and... I heard one person say, well, you ain't got, but don't worry about what I got. Please don't. You want this or you need this? Take it. I know the supplier of every need. I know him that grants me my water. I feel all right right there this morning. Hallelujah. He grants me my wants. Yeah. Sister Irene and I was talking about shopping. (laughs) I told her. I said, I've been to shit. She said, you've been to shit. It's not laughing. But I do it. Because guess what? I always say, well, no, I'm not going back and buy no more from over there. I, I have enough. When I turn around, I'm back at Sheen buying something else. But the Lord makes the way for me. He makes the way. Big items. I just got a new washer and dryer. I know y'all remember a little while back, I got a new stove and refrigerator. Nobody but you, Lord. Oh, brother Lord, thank you. Corinthians 9 and 10. Now that he ministers, ministers seed to the sower, both minister bread for your food and multiply your seed sown and increase the fruits of your righteousness. Now that's what he'll do. That's what he'll do. He increases. I, I, I got to go in the closet and clean it out. Every time I turn around, I'm telling you, I'm cleaning that closet out. I got the Salvation Army coming today. Hey, hey Brother Louis Sally on the way today to get the stuff out the garage, the old washing dryer. I got a dinette set out there with uh, four chairs and some other stuff out there. Yeah, they're coming to get it today. Friday, the, 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 the 31st. Yeah. Because God loves a cheerful giver. And I know y'all think that's just something I say. And maybe you think, uh, well, she's saying that because she wants you to give her some money. No, ma'am, no, sir. It is the absolute truth. And it's what I do. I'm, I'm, I'm not concerned about what no one else does. I'm concerned about what it is that Barbara She's got to do. And that thing excites me when I can give you something you, you have no clue. Yeah. And I love it. And I know how Jesus felt when he was giving. He felt good. Yeah. And when you see people smile, when you see how what you put on people's face, it's worth it. My niece came the other day, and I was giving her some things. She come to pick up a a bowl of banana pudding for my nephew's birthday. (laughs) Y'all pray for me here. 
So she was supposed to get the bowl and go. I was trying to give her stuff at the freezer too, because it multiplies look like. And instead of her going, she stayed and she stayed. And then the next thing I know, we in the office on the computer together, look researching and laughing. I said, now, you know, she holding up my work. I got to go over here to the ear doctor, and, and I got to have my shower and thing, and I'm going to be late if I don't get up out of here. And so I went back in there to the kitchen and was uh, heating me up some breakfast. I said, yeah, I got to run through the shower. She said, yeah, you did tell me you had to go to the ear doctor yesterday. Mm-hmm. And so I, it's, it's just a wonderful thing to be a giver. But now don't 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 give if you if you're not sure if you don't have faith and trust in God and you can wait on Him don't give your stuff away because you're gonna need it. But if you got faith and you can trust God and you got the patience to wait on Him, you can give away anything you want to. Especially if you believe it's His will, you got to make your calling and election sure. I heard something the other day that say people don't want to be saved. I did this and I did that, and that's why they're not saved. If God is not leading you to the, to the people, don't go. Because without him, you can do nothing. And if he's not doing it, then you, you can't. You may as well stay away. Go go in another direction. Because he, he's the one that do it all. Yeah. I'm thankful to him this morning. All right. Is there anyone have anything else they would like to say? We still have a few minutes. All right, let's pray. Father God, we thank you for all that has been said and done this morning. We thank you for your word, Father, for your word is a lamp unto our feet. It's a light unto our path. And forever, oh God, thy word is settled in heaven. Father, you sent your word and your word healed them. Heal us today through your word. Bless our going out this weekend. Bless our coming in. Lord, stir up the gifts in us that we will minister unto others. We'll talk of your wondrous works and make known your deeds among the people. The world needs you, God. They don't realize it, but they need you. And there are some ready. The harvest is ripe. And Lord, we are the ones that you call to go pluck the harvest. Do it through us. Use us in your service to bless your people in the name of Jesus. We love you today, Father. Not just because of what you give and all these things, but for who you are. You're almighty God who have all power. There's no higher power. Hallelujah. We love you all power. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And Father, we ask that today you would meet the need in our lives. Multiply unto us the things that God our heart desires. Multiply. Lord, it may be finances, it may be a healing, it may be ministry, whatever it may be, we ask that you fix it. But Father, we know you subtract, you add, you multiply, you divide, you do fraction, you do all that we need. And we're leaning and depending on you. Without you again this morning, we can't do nothing. So Lord, help us today. Bless us uncommonly this weekend with uncommon blessings and miracles. <clears throat> Lord, I ask that you would even bring up for memory the things that we've given already, multiplied back again, oh God. 
Let it be an overflow for us. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Oh, we give you glory this morning. Hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you. Father, we can't thank you enough. We ask it all again in Jesus' name. Amen and hallelujah. May the Lord watch between me and thee while we are absent one from another in the name of Jesus. Go today in love and peace. Share the good news of Jesus and give someone something of quality. God loves a cheerful giver. Have a blessed weekend. I speak the blessings of Almighty God upon you this weekend, starting Friday, March the 31st, 2023, in Jesus' name. And look at Louis. I meant to tell you about it earlier. I was talking about the sins and, and, and overdoing things. And he talking about even cookies. Y'all talking about even if you're worth sin, it's even too many cookies. <laughs> I told him, yeah. Ooh, that Louis too much. God bless you. Have a wonderful weekend. We're going to our last song of the morning. And uh, after this song, we won't be coming back. Uh, and we just thank God. We just thank God. Hallelujah.
Whenever God shines his light on you. 